Welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I am your host, Kristen Goodman. I am a certified life coach and a mother to three teens and a tween. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens yet keep firm boundaries? Did you know that you can do all of this without yelling and feeling frustrated? Here in this podcast, you'll find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's go. All right. Hi, Joey. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for being on my podcast. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into coaching. Tell us about your family, your background. Yes, everything. So it all started when I was a child. No, um, <laughs> not that far back. Uh, so I'm in uh, education. I'm a middle school teacher. I, I used to be a high school teacher as well. And uh, I volunteered to be the teacher in the discipline office at my middle school. And my principal was like, what? You're crazy. And I'm like, you know what? I just really like talking with teens. I've been working with teens, uh, you know, both in church and in my life and, and just everywhere. I just really enjoy it. So I started doing that. And then my wife started listening to uh, life coach podcasts and I started listening over her shoulder. I'm like, wait a minute. That's what I say. And I told you that. Hey, wait, they're still in my stuff. You know, I was like, well, I, I think I want to look more into this. I didn't realize, I thought I was the only one who thought like this, right? Or who used tools like this. Yeah. To- like they just came naturally to you? Yes. Yeah. They okay. came very naturally to me. And, uh, and then I heard that there's this whole world of people who have uh, not only uh, discovered it, but they, they use it and they've given it names and titles and like really outlined it. I'm like, this is fascinating. Right. And so um, then I went and got certified at the life coach school. And for me, it was super simple. I'm like, well, who am I going to coach? Duh, teens, right? <laughs> teens and young adults. That's just who I, I work with. So yeah. And, uh, and my background before all that is, is also um, performance and acting. I'm, I'm a professionally trained improviser. I ran my own family-friendly comedy group in Orange County for like nine years. And um, I just love uh, performing and talking and connecting with teens. That's awesome. And you're perfect for teens. And I know I, I just started following you on Instagram a while back and you, you post really awesome reels, really funny reels. You're really good at that. So it makes sense that you're an improviser and you're into drama and comedy. It all makes sense to me now. You're very good at that. Thank you very much. It it took me a while to crack reels, by the way. Yeah. It's a learning curve. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to do it unless it's going to be good. And I was like, (laughs) Oh yes, this is what it is. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I think you're a perfect coach for teens. So I'm really excited to share this podcast for the teens. And I hope that the teens will listen to it and get something out of it. And I want to let them know what you offer them. So we'll talk about that at the end about your coaching and how they can contact you or get information from you. And so what I want to talk about today is how to be more socially confident. And I feel like as I talk to parents and teens, because I have teens and I talk to their friends, just being able to interact face to face and dating, it's, it's more, it seems like it's more difficult. Do you feel like it's more difficult today with social media and everything than it was like when we were that age? I definitely think it can be perceived as more difficult, more readily. Um, but for, I think for any teen, right, in any generation, there's a level of difficulty and, uh, and it all, 
it's it, it all starts with the way that they view themselves and the way that they're viewing what other people are possibly viewing them as it gets very kind of like meta right where their teens don't think about their thoughts as much as they think about the thoughts of others about them that they might be having <laughs> that's so true yeah. that's so true yeah and i think even adults when you don't realize you're doing this, it, we worry about what other people think of us way more than what we think of us. And yeah, that's how you saw it. So would you say that that's the first step to becoming more socially confident is noticing what you're thinking about yourself, how you're thinking about yourself and how would you recommend a teen does that? Yeah, 100% that's the first step. I, I always start with, the, uh, with recognizing the difference between all right, okay, what, what's a fact and what's the story you have. All, right, all of us, but teens, especially uh, you guys at that age, you're, you're not uh, used to, not practiced in metacognition, which sounds super crazy, like a superpower, but it is. Metacognition is just the ability to think about what you're thinking. Right? That's, okay. that's really all it is, right? And so um, you're not as practiced with that. Your brain literally just started doing it, probably around 12 or 13. You just started thinking about what you were thinking, what you were thinking about. So that's where it, I always start with uh, when I work with teens is like, all right, well, let's look at what you're thinking. And for example, walking into a room, this is something that I've, I mean, I've always thought this when uh, all, all the way from when I was a teen to, uh, to now when I, when I talk with teens, when you walk in a room at a party, but pre pandemic, of course, right. You walk into a room and uh, you're like, Oh my goodness, everybody is looking at me. And in movies, yeah. they do this, right. Yeah, in movies, like, yeah. They yeah. And, and they feed into that story that, Hey, when you walk in a room, everybody's looking at you. I've never right? thought about that, but that is very true. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And it's a story meaning that it's not even accurate. Uh, and what is more likely going on is everybody is like, Oh my goodness. Right. Like everybody's looking at me. And if they noticed you walk in the room, they're thinking, Oh my goodness, she's looking at me. Right. Oh my goodness. He's looking at me. What is he thinking? about me that's what everybody is thinking you know that whole phrase where it's like spiders are more afraid of you than you are of them you know yeah. it, it's, it's the same for other people when you interact with them yeah that's so true and it makes me think about i know when i was younger i would i always felt like yeah everyone's looking at me the focus is on me and then as i got into coaching it was fascinating to see that oh my gosh everyone thinks like me like all these thoughts that i had that were more insecure I thought I was the only one that had those thoughts. I thought mm -hmm. I was the only one that worried about these things. But then I realized as I was talk to other people who I felt like were amazing, like, oh my goodness, they have these same thoughts as I did. And so I feel like the teens are the same way. Like everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's worried about the same things. Maybe it shows up differently, you know, for everyone. Yeah, absolutely true. Everybody's worried about the same thing. And even that thought, right, where people are like, oh, you know what? Hey, teens have it a lot harder today because social media is making it so they don't want to. I mean, social media might be taking away some practice, some in-person okay. practice. But in, in my professional opinion, it, it doesn't make it any harder. I, I, okay. I would love to dispel that because I think that thought is what's making it harder. Oh my goodness. I don't know what to do because I'm only used to talking to people um, on, on my phone. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Do you talk to people when you go to school? Well, yeah, I do. But well, so, <laughs> so you do, you know how to talk to people. Right. And yes. I think that thought is the most limiting thing. I don't know what to do in person. And um, when I'm in, in, in a crowd, everybody else knows what to do. And I don't. Yes, that I love that because even as a parent, 
I am a coach and I have teens and I feed into that story all of the time. It's the phones, it's social media, it's harder today. Like this is the reason why, and we can get into why teens don't date <clears throat> as often. I feel like dating isn't as um, much of a thing as it was when I was younger because I remember going on that first date. And I've had two girls turn 16 and they just kind of hang out in groups. It's, they don't date. They go to dances, but they don't date. And I've talked to other parents too, where it's like, yeah, people don't date as much. You don't get asked out. Boys don't ask out girls to go on a date over the weekend. And I think that's so interesting. So let's talk about that. Do you feel like dating is important? And then, and then I want to get into the older teens and the young adults, because if they don't have that practice in dating as teens, then I feel like See, I'm feeding this story that it's uh, harder. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. When you're but... older, I know. This is why I have you on my podcast, and this is why we're talking about it. So what advice would you give to teens to get out of their comfort zone if they want to date? Right. So, And, and, and that's the thing. If you didn't say that, I was going to give a different answer, right? Okay. So what would I say to teens who, you know, uh, I would say, hey, you're doing it fine. Keep doing what you're doing, right, is what I would tell teens. But okay. if a teen is like, Oh, you know what? I would like to go on a date and I'm not. That's when it becomes a problem, right? That's when it becomes a problem because they have a goal and they're not doing it. It's not a problem if mom or dad wants you to date more and you're like, mom, dad, I'm fine. I actually like just hanging around. I'm getting to know people, right? Like, mm. That's not an issue. That's an issue for mom. Mom needs to go see you to get some coaching, yeah. right? Uh, but <laughs> when it comes to the teen, if the teens find the way they're doing things and mom, you're like, get off their back. But teens if you're like no like th this actually is ringing true to me i would love to date i just don't know what to do okay. then that's when you start using some of these tools uh that that i introduce to teens and i and i use to, to coach them on getting like cleaning up your mind so that you can start dating it's getting rid of the drama in dating it doesn't need to be there and your mind comes pre-packaged almost with a whole bunch of drama when it comes to the uh the thought of dating and um yeah so first off there's that distinction right if it's not a problem for you then don't worry about it you're you're rocking it um if you would like to go on a date and you're just not then that's when you got to look into your approach Yes. And I love that because it is totally possible for, and I want to make sure the teens know it's possible for them to do the things that they want to do. And that if they want to do something and they don't feel like they're capable of it, they totally are. And there are tools available to them that they can learn and do it. So it's not like they need something to change outside of them. They don't need to look different or act different. They just need to learn these tools so that they feel more confident. I love that. I love both of these tips, both for parents to, yeah, if it's not a problem for your team, then it's not a problem. It's a problem for you. So yes, you're right about that. All right. So shifting gears a little bit to maybe some of the teen drama that you see maybe in your coaching practice with the teens that you coach, a friend drama that just make it hard to be more socially confident. Maybe they feel insecure because they've been bullied. How, let's talk a little bit about that. You want to talk about bullying or friend drama? Well, okay, so just let's, let's, um, what's the distinction between the two? Well, so the, the best way I heard um, uh, the term bullying being described is, is this. Uh, so, so if someone does something mean to you once on accident, right, they're rude. If someone does okay. something mean to you once on purpose, right, 
uh, or I should say this, something hurtful, right? I, I, that's the if something, okay. if someone does something to hurt you once okay. on accident, they're rude. If someone does something to hurt you once on purpose, they're mean. If someone does something once or to hurt you multiple times, then they're a bully. Oh, that's really good. I yeah. feel like, I feel like parents can share that with their kids and then the teens listening can take that and make sense of the things that are going on around them. I really yeah. love that. Yeah. So friend drama, right. Could, could, I mean, if somebody friend drama, I, I think falls into the fourth category, not, not mentioned here, which okay. is, um, uh, if someone does something to hurt you multiple times on accident. Okay. Right? So, they're not aware of it. Yeah. They're not aware of it. They're, they do things and, uh, you know, it, it, you get hurt by it, which is a, is a separate thing, which I'll talk about in just a second, right? Um, but um, it, that I, I put into the friend drama category. Oh yeah, I'm friends with so-and-so and they just, they're not inviting me to parties or they're, they're not talking to me or they're hanging out with so-and-so or they're laughing at me. And this friend is oblivious. Right. And their friend is just being them. And they're yeah. like, oh, God, there's so much drama about them. Right? Okay. Hurt. right. I put that in the category of friend drama. Right. Bullying. And even with friends, right. People, you know, because um, a, a bully is someone who's like, oh, my goodness. And then they keep doing things. And you're like, hey, that kind of hurts me. Or you assume they recognize that they're hurting you. Right. Which you don't know for sure unless you've said, well, hey, look, I, I don't like this. Please stop. And then they keep doing it. Okay. Right? That fits more into the kind of being bullied sense. Uh, because I, I feel that the way people mostly talk about bullying, it's the cartoon version of bullying. There's some big guy around with a big thick neck and red hair, and he's bullying, you know, your son, or you know, or he's bullying people at 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 school, right? Or there's this girl and she's very, very pretty, and she is, you know, totally a bully and she keeps everybody, you know, like makes fun of everybody around. Like I, I don't find that happens very often. Uh, and I work in a middle school, right? So for me, what, like whatever category of bullying comes into, whether it's someone who's purposefully trying to hurt you multiple times, right? Or someone who's maybe hurting you on accident, right? Once or multiple times, a friend. Uh, for me, it's all about your, um, your perception of it. I, when I coach someone on being bullied, right? Someone who's like, hey, I'm being bullied or my friend is doing this and I need new, new friends or because they're, they're jerks. Yeah, I really go in and go, okay, let's take the word bully out of it. Because for me, I'm being bullied is more part of your story than it is part of any kind of fact. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, and that I do that because that's how you get the most power in your life. Yeah. People yeah. categorically that kid is a bully. Sure. Yeah. If you want to do that, but for me, that, that doesn't give you the power that you want as a teen. Yeah, I agree with you. And I feel like what you're saying is really putting the teens in the driver's seat, yes. giving them the tools, the confidence, the awareness that they are in control of the things that happen around them in their life and how to deal with it. Yes. That's great. Yeah, because so example, working with a, a teen at school and it's like, oh my goodness, this kid is bullying me and I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay. And he was very emotional. So I'm like, Hey, like, well, let's, you know, I helped him process that emotion, like breathe through it. I'm like, all right, so what's going on? All right. And he's like, well, he keeps putting my back, my backpack in the trash can. And I'm like, all right. All right. How many times did he do that? Uh, well, he did like three times this week. 
right? Grab my backpack and I'll put it in the trash can, right? And so it's like, okay. So if we look at that as I'm being bullied, then it's like, oh my goodness, what can I do? This kid is out to get me, right? But when I said, okay, so a kid puts your backpack in the trash can three times, all right? So what, like thinking that you're being bullied, there's nothing you can do about it, isn't gonna help you. But what are, what are some other ways you can look at this, right? And through, through coaching, eventually got to the place where it's like, oh yeah, this kid, he needs help, right? Like that's yeah. not how normal people interact with other people, right? This kid needs um, to be talked to by an adult. And most parents are afraid that if, they're, if their kid stops thinking they're being bullied, then they won't go get help. But I'm like, uh, in my experience, when a kid is being bullied, they are less likely to get help. When a kid thinks I'm being mm. bullied, they are less likely to go get help because yeah. they, they think that there's nothing anybody can do anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. When we shift it around and go, oh, yeah, you know what? This kid uh, who's putting my backpack in the trash can three times, uh, someone needs to talk to him, right? Because he needs to learn about personal boundaries and not touching other people's stuff. Right. You know? Right. I love that because you're taking the mind drama out of it. And I do feel like when you do take the mind drama out of it, which is coaching, it's self-coaching, it's learning these tools, you can see it clearly for what it is. And this big problem, I'm being bullied, doesn't have to be a problem. It's just a backpack getting put in a trash can. And I bet you the teen knows what to do. Like it would know how to handle it. So how did that situation end? Well, so, I mean, we brought in the other kid, right? And for him, he's like, oh, I mean, I, and this is most bullies I bring in when I talk with them. Most of them have this story, right? Where they're like, well, I mean, I, I just, that's how I get along with people. That's how I communicate with people, you know? And, and very few of them are like, oh, well, you know, I just don't like that guy. So I, wanna, I wanted to get him. I don't want to prove him, right? There have been those guys and those guys have deeper stuff that we, I, I work on. Yeah, with them. But yeah. most of us, oh, well, we we're messing around. And, and he actually, well, you know, like we doing this and he took my pencil and threw it in the trash, you know, and like yeah. there's other stuff behind yes. it. They right? both have their own stories. Yeah, 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 exactly. Totally different things. Yes. But yeah. And what you're saying is like the kid who's like, I'm being bullied has one story. And the other kid has a completely different story that doesn't really have anything to do with the actual kid. He's targeting. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and here's the thing I always want to be clear on is that if any teen, if any person is feeling like they are, their personal bubble is being invaded or they are being personally attacked, right? They need to say something. Yes. Right? I'm always yes. about that. It's never like, oh, well, I put his pencil in the trash. Therefore, it's okay that he puts right. me in the trash, right? right? That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that um, there's always two sides to things and the other person never thinks of themselves as a bully. Nobody is walking around being like, I'm a bully, right? I bully people. Who can I bully next? They're, we're all just squirrels out there trying to get a nut, right? Like, mm -hmm. and, and that's, they're just trying to, to get by. And maybe their way of getting by needs some correction or you know, they need to figure out a better way to do it. But yeah. uh, for me, going into the victim mentality has never, ever, ever helped anybody. Okay, thank you so much. There's so much good stuff here. Okay, so... The last thing that I want to talk to you about is with the whole shutdown and online school. I know. So are you online right now? A hundred percent online. My okay. District, You're in California. So I, I yeah. figured. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so what is your experience been with these kids who have, I mean, you've been online a year. Yep. Wow. Okay. So have you seen any, I've just heard of so many kids struggling with online and feeling isolated. 
and kids are having a hard time with, there's just an uptick in mental illness and in the suicide rates. How do you want to, what do you want to tell people and teens on how to handle these feelings if they're feeling isolated and, you know, unattached from the world around them? Yeah. So for me, the number one thing I want teens to understand, especially if you're feeling isolated, alone, but this is a global pandemic, literally global. Everybody is going through this. Every teen, I forgot, I did the math. It was like 30 million teens are at home doing this, or at least have been at home for a while. Some might be back now, but it's like, so when you're feeling isolated, channel that thought, right? You are isolated alone with 30 million other teens, right? So it's like everybody is going through this. And when I talk with teens about that, that helps them be like, oh yeah, everybody's going through this because it's easy to just tell ourselves a story that, well, I'm the only person experiencing this. And even though you know, well, yeah, I know everybody else in my school is doing this as well, but yeah. I'm the only one struggling or I'm the only one. Right, the time. right, right, right. It's hard for me. Yeah. And, you, and kind of, as I said before, where I used to think I'm the only one with these thoughts. I'm the only one like this, whereas they're never alone. There's always other people that are struggling with the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, so just that thought alone, when you go, oh, good. <laughs> just as long as other people are depressed, now I can feel <laughs> that's better. That's okay. We can all be depressed together. Yeah. Woo, right? Yeah. But Super that helpful. just helps. Yeah. That just helps you with the whole, okay, like it's, it's going like, um, it's global. Other people are going through this. Yeah. The second thing I tell them is it's going to be fine. It, it literally is going to be fine. A lot of the feeling of stress or depression um, is coming from thoughts that things are are like, this is going to be messed up. This is going to mess me up forever. Yeah. Uh, and their future worry about the future. Yeah. But again, I go back to, this is a global pandemic, meaning that the colleges you want to go to, they all are aware of COVID-19, right? They're aware that this is happening. And the number one thing I tell parents is no, your kid's going to be fine, but my kid hasn't done any school this year. My kid has done zero school. They have 0% in all of their classes. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah, they're going to be fine. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? You right. know? This and, isn't okay. Yeah. yeah, this isn't okay. I'm like, well, yeah, because again, do you know how many other teens are going through this exact same thing? I think this year is going to be a wash as yeah. far as education. And when people are like, oh, well, like they missed a whole year of education. Now they're going to be behind where I'm like, well, well, hold on a second. Who missed a year? Oh, oh, everybody missed a year? Oh, so everybody's behind. So which means nobody's behind. Oh, I like that one. Right? Yeah. Like if everybody stopped for a year, nobody is behind. And the world is just going to adapt. And the world is just going like, this is just going to be a thing that happened. It's just going to be a normal thing. And so for me, and really that's kind of the theme of all this, right? What I'm going through is normal. Even this pandemic, what you're going through is normal. And you have the capability to get through this. The best way to channel that capability is to get rid of the thoughts that you're thinking that you're broken. This isn't how you uh, should be doing. Other people are doing this better than you, right? None of those thoughts are, are going to help you channel your ability to get through things. Right. And they're not even true. Yeah. Yeah. Not even true. Yeah. Right. 
unless you think them so much that you make them. You believe them. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. No, no, I was going to say, but yeah, that, that essentially is the, the, the way, like the theme of this episode, if you want to say, yeah, right. Is that everything you're experiencing is hundred percent normal and fine. And then how do you want to, um, conquer and pursue everything? My, my number one favorite activity to do with teens is to come up. I call it your name, the blank. Okay. Right. You know, like, like Alexander the great, you know, Gandalf yeah. the gray. What is your version of that? Right. And right oh, now, okay. Yeah, your so, name and then the, the blank or, or you know? the blank. Okay. Yeah. It's your name, the yeah. blank. So put you in your name choose. and then fill in the blank with your favorite adjective. Right. Okay. You know, like for me uh, uh, right now, my Joey, the lonely, I might be right now. Cause that's what I'm, I'm channeling. But, but what I want to be is I want to be Joey, the creative. I want to be Joey, the outgoing, you know, uh, I want to be Joey, the adventurer, you know, and sit there and really spend time creating your character writing who you want to be in life and this is where metacognition comes in because if you don't do it you're going to be a character that you you're you don't choose yeah so take the time to stop and do it to go okay who do i want to be and write down everything you want to be and now you have a character goal that you can shoot for that's so good, Joey. That's the perfect way to end this podcast. Okay, so tell all of these teens and their parents how they can work with you, the tools that you offer, and where to find you. Yeah, definitely. So uh, first off, if you're a teen listening to this podcast, probably your mom's making you listen to it, okay? Um, <laughs> but I, I have a podcast where every single episode is geared towards teens and young adults. It's called Secrets for an Awesome Life. And in every episode, if they're 15 minutes long, like give or take a couple minutes, every episode, I give one secret on how to make your life a little bit more awesome. All right. So you can go check me out there. Um, and then you can go to my website. If you're like, oh, like I want to work more with this guy. Uh, my website is firmlyfounded.com slash Joey. So firmlyfounded.com slash Joey. And uh, in there, there's a couple different ways to work with me. Um, I do one-on-one coaching, uh, but right now I'm booked for the next two months. And so but that's an option if you want to get on my wait list, get on my wait list sooner rather than later. Uh, but um, I have a coaching membership uh, that is the perfect way for teens to get introduced to the world of life coaching, right? And it's me and three other certified uh, coaches and who are all members of my church as well, right? And um, who all work together and we have live coaching workshops. We have a slew of engaging videos that teach uh, these concepts. We do fun events, virtual hangouts where kids win Amazon gift cards. Uh, We make it as fun as possible as we teach all these amazing tools to help level up your life. And so that's, that's the number one place I tell people, especially if you're just kind of getting uh, used to it, go there. The first 30 days are absolutely free. Cause we know as a teen, you're like, well, I don't know if I want to do this, but let me check yeah. it out. Oh, that's great. Okay. And I will put all the information in my show notes as well. It was a pleasure talking to you. I'm so excited to share this episode and, and all of the tools and tips that you've shared with us today. Thank you so much, Joey, for being here. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me on. Thanks for listening to the parenting in the middle of podcast. I am so grateful you're here. I'm excited to announce that my most requested training is available to you right now for free. Grab my how to avoid a power struggle with your teen over on my website, kristengoodmancoaching.com. Simply click on the here's how button and you'll be in. Interested in working with me one-on-one? 
I've got a four-week intro course to self-coaching that you won't want to miss. Find more info at kristengoodmancoaching.com forward slash self-coaching mastery. Thanks again for listening. Remember, you are the best parent for your team. Talk to you soon.